Jay, is TLC really going to give us three different versions of 90 Day Fiance all in the month of June? I don't think I have that much time. I, I don't know how we're going to cover it all. I can't do three <laughs> podcasts a week. We have full-time jobs. Hi, welcome to Reality Bites. It's Megan and Jay. Yeah, apparently there's going to be The Other Way, What Now, and 90 Day, what is it? Strikes like, Back. Strikes Back, where they're going to, like, what, defend themselves against mean tweets? So I feel like it had to be a situation where when this whole pandemic broke out, they're like, oh, people aren't going back to work until like 2021. We got to have content. We got to have content. And now people are kind of going back to work and like, oh, shoot. This is a lot of content. content. (laughs) Um, Before we jump into last night's part one of the 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days Tell All Jay, we got more reviews. Now, I know this is 100% (laughs) self-serving. I fully acknowledge it. However, narcissistic, as some might say, it's very narcissistic. (laughs) But in my defense, Jay, you don't have an iPhone, so you don't have Apple Podcasts, so you can't see these. That is true. So unless I read them to you, you don't know any of these exist. That's right. So you're doing it to help me out. And it also makes me feel good. (laughs) So after we read the review from Jill, who gave us a four stars and said it was solid, but we're not outrageously funny or clever. (laughs) Okay. uh, We got one from, it looks like A-M-I-I, Amy maybe. Um, She says, five stars. So fun. I love how you two bounce off each other. I look forward to this podcast every Monday. Then uh, we got another one, Bubby's Bub. First place, five stars. Megan and Jay have slipped into my first place 90 wow. Day Fiance podcast. Good work. Then from BKJ40. This is an interesting comment and this is you get to take credit for this, Jay. Um, the headline is love this PG rated podcast because oh. <laughs> Jay does not drink. Jay does not cuss. Jay is an angel. Jay is a saint. So I have to watch my mouth around Jay um, because I feel bad saying bad words in front of him. The review reads, I looked high and low for a podcast about 90 Day Fiance that was funny, but neither raunchy nor profane. I found it with this podcast. Then we got another one. CRSVNA, one of my faves. I love these two. My only wish is that the shows were longer. I need to fill the time while I work from home. Smiley face. And then we got Clerk ANH. Great chemistry. Megan and Jay have great chemistry together and I love how they are able to play off each other. There are several podcasts regarding 90 Day Fiance, but this is by far my favorite. I like how they talk about what people are posting on social media so they give you an update without giving too much away. That's important. That is. I do agree that I wish the show was a little longer. Keep it up, guys. Thanks for what you do. So across the board, we're hearing longer. And then I forgot to tell you this also. Over the weekend, I'm in one of these reality TV Facebook groups Mm -hmm. and someone posted that they were going on a trip and they were like what podcast should I listen to was looking for recommendations so of course I'm like well ours duh (laughs) Duh. (laughs) and I posted a link and then someone else Mary commented and said that's one of my favorite podcasts and I was like I don't know if she knows that I posted it because it's my podcast oh wow hey yeah yeah so Mary shout out I told Mary that we'd give her a shout out Um, and again not to beg and plead for like these reviews but this is how Jay and I figure out if we're doing an okay job Otherwise, we have no idea because we talk into these microphones and have no clue if anybody's actually listening. And uh, it's good to get some validation that we're doing okay. Yeah, who doesn't love a little validation, right? Okay. <laughs> um, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Oh, it was good. Uh, man, what did happen this weekend? It's one of those blurry weekends where I don't think I did anything but eat ice cream and kind of relax on the couch a little that bit. That sounds like a fun weekend. That sounds like how I would spend any other weekend, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, how about yourself? Um, I started this little project and wasn't quite sure if, if it was going to work, but I went to like Goodwill, went to a secondhand thrift shop, bought a whole bunch of gently 
only used articles of clothing, brought them home, tie-dyed them, and just started on my Facebook page like, hey, if anybody wants anything, 50% of all sales will go to Campaign Zero. The other 50%, which is not a lot, because I'm not selling these for a lot, I'm trying to keep the prices super low, just goes towards covering the cost of materials and then being able to buy some some more stuff so I continue to grow this. And I'm calling it Project Peace, Love, and BLM, and I'm encouraging all my friends, like, this is something you can do. This is an actionable item. You can go to a, a secondhand thrift shop. You can get clothes super cheap. It's a fun project. You can do it home with your kids and you can do it to benefit a good cause. So I'm not to pat myself on the back, but I'm what I'm hoping is that if more people will do it, we can all start to actually raise some money for a good cause. Be the change, Megan. Be, Be the, change. the change. You got it, Jay. I'm trying my best. I actually sold seven shirts so far. That's cool. In two days, which I didn't think was bad. And then I went to mail them this morning and I was like, holy crap, it's expensive to mail this stuff. Get ready when Jeff Bezos takes over mail delivery, Golly. people. Golly. Well, I'm fine with it if he brings that cost way down. I'm talking it'll cost me $12 to sh- ship a shirt to Seattle and $12 to ship one to California and then $10 to send one to my hometown in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah, it's a lot. $35 in shipping charges. USPS. You got to go with the United States Postal Service. Yeah. No kidding. All right. So, of course, though, I was home. I was ready for part one of the 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days tell all. And I have to say, I think what I love most about the fact that they were all doing it from home is that, A, it gave us a sense of time. Yeah. So we knew that this had to have been filmed sometime from like March until now. Right. Actually, you know what? When Stephanie and... Uh, Erica got in that little tiffed. One of Stephanie's friends said, 45 days of no work, being pent up in the house, blah, 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 But blah. Australia might have gone on lockdown before we did. But it was Stephanie's friend. Oh, it was and, Stephanie's friend. And we went on lockdown uh, generally about the 15th of, of March. March. So when I calculated, it was like that last week of April, first week of May. See? And, I, and that's one thing that I've always said all along, is that I get very confused about timelines, and I don't understand why they can't just say, okay, you got back from your trip to Australia, Australia in September of last year. We're now at the end of April. How much communication have you guys had with each other? I wish they would give us a little bit more. And they did a lot of this in this one because we found out that the Williams and Yolanda, December 2nd, she had an incident that we'll talk about. So obviously her arc of her storyline ended by December 2nd. By December of last least, year. At least. And I think when these shows and these seasons start airing, we do kind of deduce that it's about six months. Right. You know, at least like three to four months at a minimum from the time they finish filming the season to the time the new season starts airing. Right. So not only do I like the fact that we actually got a little bit more of a clear indication of of time frames, but I firmly believe that when you put the whole cast together and they all fly to New York City and they all sit on set together, there's a much different, they're not as candid because they're very aware that there's a whole film crew, there's a whole production staff, they're face to face with the other cast members and I think that makes them hold back a lot as opposed to what we saw last night when if you're just sitting in your living room and it's just you talking to an iPad or your your iPhone or whatever I feel like we got to see a lot more of these cast members unfiltered because they felt more protected you know because they weren't looking at any of these people face to face in person absolutely you're a little bit you almost it's almost like with us we're in this room it's just the two of us two microphones 
and we're not looking face to face at any of the people who are listening to our podcast. <laughs> right. So I, I feel like we got a lot more uncensored version of who some of these people really are. And I really liked it. It was really interesting. That being said, it was a little hectic because they were doing this on Zoom. And when like all of a sudden you've got one person popping in and then there's another person popping in and it felt a little bit hectic. But at least we're getting a tell all because originally we had heard that 90 Day Fiance was not going to be doing a tell all. And I feel like they need to kind of rethink the way they do these tell-alls just in general because as we said, it probably happened somewhere in late April, early May. And as we know now, you know, things have kind of a lot of stuff is leaked between oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's even a the tell-all in now. Y- oh yeah. So even what we saw on the tell-all last night isn't up to date. Is isn't up to date because that's the thing with these long distance relationships, they do kind of change by the day, right? right? I mean, it depends if you have if you get into a fight, if you got into a fight last night, you could be in a much different space today than you were at the end of April, beginning of May. As we know is the, actually the case. Right. And again, I know people don't like it when we spoil things, but the Instagram account 187 Anonymous has all the spoilers. All of them. All of them are on the 187 Anonymous page. And, and every time, whoever's running that account, every time they post something, they always put this like um, in parentheses, like TLC, please tell me if I need to take this down before you shut down my account. So apparently TLC is very much on to this really? Instagram account and has like shut them down before. So TLC, not a fan of them <laughs> spilling the spoilers, but I am. <laughs> I want all the spoilers. So we start with everybody kind of getting ready in their own homes, which is, you know, normally when they're getting glammed, they're backstage on set. But this was a little bit more organic because you get to see everyone in their own space doing their own makeup and their own hair. I think everybody looked surprisingly good. Darcy. Well, Darcy is Darcy. She's always going to look like Darcy. She's always going to be doing way too much. <laughs> it was just too much. I actually made a meme that w- did very well on Twitter <laughs> last night, Jay. I think you'd be proud. I'll show it to you. Are you ready? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen this before. It's a side by side of Darcy and Janice, the Muppet. Um, but but her look last night, I feel like really completed. Like it sealed the deal. You know what I mean? Anyways, so they're all getting ready, and the first couple that we check in with, really one on one, is Ash and Avery. Right. And we learn that they very recently just broke up. Yes. For like the tenth time. <laughs> now, as much as I agree with Avery, as much as she's been one of my favorite people this season because she's kind of so level-headed she seems very centered like, logical yeah. the one thing i will give ash credit for is like yeah i mean if someone has broken up with you 10 times maybe you would be a little like and we're finding out that you know there's reasons for people to break up it happens in all relationships but it seems like avery just finds whatever little reason almost like she's scared of the relationship in general because remember early on he said that he posted pictures of their bracelets yep. that were like love bracelets and she felt like oh my gosh this is too much and she shut him down i still have some questions too about the whole thing about the photos on instagram because they seem to have two very different versions very of different. that story and i'm like okay so what actually happened right um so I, in my mind what i think happened is that at some point he posted pictures of a 
Avery on his Instagram page, mm-hmm. but they had never met in person yet. So these had to be just pictures of her. And then he deleted them and he says he didn't. Right. He said when I, oh, when I looked on Instagram, they were still there. And, and But but then it's like, okay, but are you talking about like your personal page or your mm-hmm. relationship coaching page? I'm still very confused about the details surrounding the Instagram pictures. Right. And but when, that keeps coming up. That keeps coming up. And then we found out about this new instance where apparently she was trying some sort of diet and she wanted him to kind of be a little bit more involved and supportive. So my takeaway from this is that they were going to do this together. Right. And that th- it was a very strict, very specific diet you were supposed to follow. And it was almost comedic. It was almost funny, right? The way he's like talking about his wheatgrass juice or whatever his ginger lemon, his ginger lemon zinger that he drinks every morning, whatever, whatever. And like try- getting really defensive about the, the fact that like that he just does that every day. For the last 20 years of his life. He's yeah. had his lemon, ginger, whatever juice. Wellness shot. Wellness I don't know, whatever shot. it is. And she was very upset because he said that he wasn't going to break this commitment to this diet and she caught him breaking it, which clearly indicates that he's a cheater. And then how did she catch him, though? <laughs> like, how does she know that he was doing his little wellness shot in the morning? I'm just, I'm a little confused. Again, I need more details about what, and what was this diet? Because we know Avery is like the cannabis chef. That's true. So, like, what exactly were they supposed to be eating on this diet? I have some questions. Although we do know that a lot of times these 90 Day Fiance reality TV stars do those. Oh, those juices and cleanses. Yeah, and all those that endorsements kind of yep. for like social media. So I'm wondering if maybe that's what it was. But you're right. It is a stretch to go from, oh, you drank your lemon ginger zinger and lied and therefore we can't be in this relationship because I can't trust you. And Lisa actually did make a good point. She's like, like this <laughs> This is like very a mountain out of a molehill. Like this is a very small thing. It's not worth ending a relationship over. But I think Avery's one of those people who small things represent much bigger things. Right. And she says, if you're lying about this, then can I trust you when we're talking about right. things that are much bigger and more important? So if you're gonna lie about the small stuff, why wouldn't you lie about the big stuff? Correct. And on some level, I do kind of understand that way of thinking, because if you're telling little white lies all the time, why should I trust you when it comes to big things? Yeah, I mean, I can go either way. I can definitely see her point of view, and especially if, you know, she's been in some relationships and had some issues with trust going to the past. I can definitely see how that would definitely raise red flags for her when she gets into this relationship here. It's just a kind of odd situation altogether. But yeah. luckily, as we've said from the beginning, Avery seems very centered, very kind of grounded, kind of, you know, on the straight and narrow. And she knows, okay, this is not the relationship for me. Because they say, well, do you feel like you guys might get back together at any point? Do you see yourself? Oh, I think they 1,000% are going to get back together. Both of them seem to believe not well she seemed very angry last night but again you gotta they just broke up that's true so you gotta give it some time and then when they both were talking about the sex and how it was the best sex of her life uh, that's yeah. when i went oh this isn't over she this yes. merry-go-round is gonna keep spinning for a while because <laughs> again it's much different if you talk to someone in the immediate aftermath of a breakup as opposed to like a month after the breakup and it felt very recent but I would say if they were in the same country or in the same, you know, area, they are continents away. So that might make it a little more difficult for their situation. True. And of course, there is still the issue of Taj and. Right. And her children. Right. And-
I just feel like it's going to be very difficult. Um, and but again, I I guess I I kind of as much as I think he is a phony and a fraud, I understand him saying, "Look, you've broken up with me ten times. Yeah. Like, of course I question your commitment to this relationship. And if we're really going to do this, then you don't just quit and throw your arms up in the air ten times over the course of a few months. We're not talking about ten times over the course of ten years, which would still be a lot for any average couple to break up once a year and then get back together ten times. We're talking about 10 breakups in a very short period of time. That is true. And honestly, like if somebody broke up with me 10 times, I'd be like, okay, you're way too wishy-washy. And it seems like at the smallest sign of conflict, you just want to break up. In his um, current social media status, he does talk a lot about their current relationship. We don't want to get into it because we don't want to spoil anything, but it just seems like it might not resolve itself anytime soon. Yeah, and that is an added layer of when you're dealing with these international relationships, it's very difficult to have these sorts of like fights and then ever actually resolve them. If you're trying to text each other and, right. and DM each other on Instagram, it's not, I don't feel like it's a real resolution. Um, it just kind of starts to build and turn into this volcano, you know, that at some point erupts. And I think with Avery, there have been 10 volcanoes that have erupted. <laughs> um, and uh, I just and we've said this before on the podcast, just two people who aren't really right for each other. Right. All right. Up next. <laughs> um, I was very surprised by Miss Yolanda looking like her daughter. They look like twins yesterday. They did. Now, Yolanda drops a bomb on us that she was in a coma for a month. A coma. In December. Since about December 2nd. And that was before they were really testing for coronavirus. And so now that it's been a few months, that's what she thinks she had. Originally, her doctors thought she had the flu. It was December. That wasn't really, you know, a big buzz about the coronavirus here in the States. And yes, she was in a coma for a month. And now her doctors believe that she actually did have COVID-19, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, being in in a medically induced coma for a month is a long time to be in a coma. That is a very long time she said she was on a ventilator the whole nine man so it was really good to see yolanda back to full health and that would explain why last week we were talking about kind of the end of her arc of of her story how it was kind of in this whole quarantine yeah so it would have been after she came out of the coma right so it would have been after she came out of the coma probably they probably had to wait a little while to make sure she was kind of up and healthy and then at that point production and stuff kind of got shut down and they still had to wrap stuff up with her so they had to film it basically on cell phone footage where it didn't look as slick as the rest of the production for everybody else right because it wasn't a professional camera crew shooting everything now when it comes to yolanda and the williams you know (laughs) she goes back and explains how he slid into her dms she had lost a lot of weight she was posting her progress and her story on instagram and then you know of course she she admits what we've all known all along was that she saw the pictures of this guy (laughs) and that's what really sealed the deal for her right now as someone who doesn't get a lot of dms on instagram in fact i like get zero (laughs) it's funny to me to hear someone say that like they get a lot of dms Uh, and maybe it's just the type of stuff that you post because everything that i post on instagram is like oh here's a picture of my dog and here's another picture of my dog and here's a picture of my cat my dog you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not posting like thirst trap photos maybe that's what i'm doing wrong but the the hilarity of yolanda checking in with us is dave 
David saying that you're asking for a scam if you're looking for someone on social media. Right. So that was that that was some of the fun stuff that happened throughout the tell all is, you know, it'd be the person who has the least room to, to make some or, sort of ridiculous statement. Yes. To make a statement like that. Like when he said that, I'm like, really, are you really well, going to? And let's be clear here. OK. Yolanda sent Williams zero dollars. Exactly. David has spent over a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> on Lana. So who got scammed here? Exactly. At least Yolanda had somebody's phone number who she could contact. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least Yolanda like had the sense not to just start sending this guy money or traveling to foreign countries. Right. Hoping multiple times. David went multiple times. It got stood up multiple times. So him like. <laughs> Him like trying to say, oh, you're asking for a scam. It was just kind of like the wait, did, wait, what? Yeah. And we got the likable. I mean, she's always been likable, but it was kind of getting a little a, a little redundant, a little annoying that she wasn't getting it. And I felt like yesterday we got that Yolanda that we all kind of like and pull for. And it's like, oh, OK, because she seemed to finally understand, hey, I think I got played. Right. And everybody kind of felt bad for her. No one really held it against her because we all have been there where you, you kind of want love and you want to be an optimist right. and you want to believe and be hopeful and even when everyone else is saying that this isn't real blah 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 you want to believe that the person you're talking to on the other end is who they say they are right. it's it's hard to to imagine that someone that you've spent hours and hours of your life having conversations with could turn out to have bad intentions so we're joined by the private investigator and Kara to get the update on um, what he was able to find out about the Williams and all he really reveals is that the account is traced back to Nigeria and That's has it. been used in scams in the past right again though this is a good point why has he stuck with it so long if he's not getting anything out of it that's the point that you made up that's a point that I believe like Usman and some others made uh, out yesterday that hey you know usually they're trying to get in get out get that's right information. and they're not gonna waste their time right. if they don't feel like they're gonna be able to get money out of you so here is my theory here is what I think I think that yes this is in fact someone who went into it trying to scam her and I think he's a scammer who caught feelings I and that. I think he legitimately thought hey wait a minute this could actually be a real thing and I think in the beginning he was still trying to like hey send me money for a plane ticket blah 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 but then to continue to communicate with her after she says no no no, I'm gonna come see you that is what makes me think perhaps whoever it is on the other end actually did think like he enjoyed talking to her now, Lisa, baby girl, Lisa, she's like, no, stay away. I have plenty of experiences with the Yahoo boys. I get 300 a year. The, Lisa is like the <laughs> authority on Yahoo boys and G-men. Like she knows all the tricks of the trade. She should write a book. She seriously. Really and like when it comes to Yahoo boys and G-men, I think there's a very specific demo that they target. Yeah. An older lady who is probably, they assume, is probably very lonely. Probably recently singled or out of relationship type situation. Divorced, divorced widowed, widowed. Yep. and someone who's vulnerable and maybe a little, I hate to use the word desperate, but, you know, really wants love and wants to have that again. Mm -hmm. um, I got a friend request this morning and the ones that I get that I suspect are like fake, you know, potential scammer accounts are always pretending to be like, 
five-star generals in the military, like these older, very five-star generals, very like. Joe like, Colin Powell's hitting you up. Well, why? Why would you assume that that I'm looking for like an older military man? Like, is that is there something about me that screams like this chick is definitely looking for like an, an officer and a gentleman yeah. type situation? Yeah, very nice. Um, and it was funny because it's an it's an American name. It's a picture of an American guy. But now I'm screening a lot more of the people who send me friend requests. A, I'm doing a racism check, and B, I'm making sure it's not my little weirdo stalker. And as I'm scrolling back, there are posts from like 2014 and 2015 very clearly using an African name. Oh, really? And I'm like, oh, so now you changed your name to some like American military, very accomplished person. That's very um, interesting. Yeah, and you got to do better. If you're going to try to trick me, you got to do better. Like, I'm not falling for that. So anyway, so, so yeah, so Lisa, who knows all of the tricks of the trade is uh, is basically saying, nope, you need to stay away from him. This this guy's bad news. And and then Usman, who was actually pretty funny, was, was. joking like, oh, call, when Sean says to Yolanda, all right, we'll try to call him now. <laughs> and the phone's ringing. And Usman's like, let's see if my phone rings. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Now, Yolanda does finally admit that, you know, the Williams probably is catfishing her, but she ends by saying that if he contacts her again, she'd have a hard time not falling back into it. Oh, Yolanda. So we just need to find Yolanda a real boyfriend in Las Vegas. Not David, because I don't like David. Yeah, David. Someone way better. David is definitely out of his <laughs> Um, What do you think? You want to do Darcy, Tom, Stephanie, and Erica, Ed and Rose? Uh, let's do Darcy and Tom. All right. I can't wait to find out. And I think I already know what's about to happen. Oh, with... Um, with Avery. With Avery and Tom. Yeah. But it starts out where Darcy and Tom are face-to-face. They haven't seen or spoken to each other. As far as we know, when we last checked in in the season finale Darcy says that Tom tried to contact her via one of his friends and his mom, mom. on Facebook she has everybody blocked yep. and as far as we know she has not responded to any of it and sure enough we check in with them they have not seen each other they have not spoken to each other and Darcy is over glammed to the max <laughs> by the way somebody pointed out that that queen barrette she has in her hair mm-hmm. she sells on her house of 11 oh. website but she, i think she sells it for like 24 dollars, and you can buy the exact same one on wish for two dollars <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so here we go with tom like trying to defend all of his horrible behavior because it's very quickly pointed out tom you you want to be this english gentleman he really does but you do and say these things Awful, horrible things. Prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry. He was very contrite and very, oh, I'm so sorry. And kind of falling back into his old time ways, if you've ever seen him in any of the other iterations of 90 Day Fiance, mm-hmm. where he's very apologetic. And, oh, if only this would have happened. He goes back to one of those situations, speaking of the whole Darcy and the lady from Canada. Right, right. So we do find out that Darcy got the happy birthday text on her 45th birthday. And if I'm not mistaken, her birthday was in September. Yes. And then a week later is when he was in Milan for Fashion Week and met this girl, this Canadian girl. And last night we find out that that has already fallen apart. But we knew that. Right. Because we 
stalk them on social media. <laughs> so so that relationship with the Canadian girl only lasted for about three weeks. Yep. But Tom acted like this chick, Shannon, was like the one. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come see you. And hey, I just finished talking to Darcy and it just made me realize how much you are the person for me. Shannon. I think I found the woman uh. who can love me the way I want to be loved. All right, Tom. Well, you're in your 40s and you're saying that after you haven't even known this chick for three weeks. I wonder if Tom is starting to have a realization as well because, you know, his friends have said it, his sister said it, yep. everybody said, hey man, you're getting to that age where you can't just keep playing around with people's emotions because you're going to end up alone. And I wonder if he's starting to see like, oh shoot, maybe I really can't I should hope so, but like I said, Tom is very self-obsessed. He is. And I don't know if he's capable of having that type of like, coming to terms with who you yeah. really are, accepting that you're not who you think you are maybe. Now, Shannon was invited to be on the show, but she declined. She did send a letter to the show basically saying that not only are they no longer together, but that Tom told her he was single when they met. Uh-huh. Which is not true, <laughs> or was not true at the time. At least he had not ended things with Darcy. Things may have been a little up in the air. Well, it was very weird because when we saw the interaction between him and Shannon when he did the video call, it seemed like he had informed her, hey, I'm going to go see Darcy. And he did say, oh, I was trying to see where things were, but now things, you know, are completely done but she claims that well she had no idea about that so that had to but see okay so when they were in new york city i'm guessing that was shortly after he actually met shannon right so yeah so him telling shannon that he's leaving new york and there's nothing with darcy anymore does contradict him telling shannon he was single when he met her i'm I'm surprised why shannon didn't say hey you told me you were single like now you're right. meeting up with this girl to see if there's still anything there like i'm a little confused it was a very when i heard them kind of explain what was going on with that and the fact that he told uh darcy and sean oh no no shannon had no idea that if things were going to go well with me and darcy that we might rekindle he said she never knew about that part and yeah like, well, tom's a tom does the whole back burner thing like lines up some different options just does. in case um now this letter that shannon sent to the show also said that she was under the impression darcy was seeing somebody else which is probably tom telling shannon telling her that which what what is he basing that off of and this is where i go i wonder if there is an element of truth to that because months ago there was a rumor at least as far as i knew that darcy had met some guy in germany that's right we talked about that yeah and i was like following him on instagram trying to do my sleuthing detective work like where did that rumor come from so i think maybe darcy was talking to other people i think there was this kind of like gray area between she and Tom where they hadn't officially broken up but I think they both assumed things weren't going in the right direction so I, I have some questions about who this guy in Germany, I think his name was Dan something. I unfollowed him because he was so boring and he was just <laughs> clogging my feed with pictures of himself. So he got unfollowed very quickly. But I am I want some more context about what that was all about. But it seems interesting that every time this, these issues come up with Tom and Darcy, Tom always says, oh, but she was really trying to talk to someone else, too. Because remember the last tell-all, one of the issues he had was, oh, I went down to the lobby and you were hugging some guy. Right. Tom is the yeah, but guy. Right. Yeah, but 
But in those people, which is what he told Darcy this time, he said, hey, when we when I met you in New York and things went totally off the rails and I started insulting you. Well, if you had only said, Darcy, that you wanted to be with me and you wanted me to stop seeing the other lady, then maybe we it's be like, no, 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 right no, 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 no. You started seeing somebody else. You didn't tell me about it. I had to find out because my sister's Albanian fiance <laughs> sent photos to my sister like. No, Tom. What did you think she was gonna like beg you to be to to that's like? What Tom wants though. Of course, that's what Tom wants. Uh, now things take an interesting turn between Tom and Darcy when Avery joins the conversation. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was I was kind of half paying attention. Do they actually say on on the tell all last night? Not what the issue the is. Tell all, but when they say coming up next time, they actually say, "Hey, what's the issue with you and Tom?" She said, "Well, Tom contacted me," but they don't say anything further okay okay so that's the part that I wasn't a hundred percent clear on so what we're about to find out is that when Tom found out that Ash and Avery had broken up Tom shot what you <laughs> shoot your shot I don't know yeah, he, was trying he to tried shoot shot. he tried to shoot his shot that's how I would say that <laughs> He took a swing. I uh, took a crack at it. Now, Tom is like, you can tell he does not want to be exposed at all. He is like, ah, 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 ah. yeah, like I'm not doing this if she's part of the conversation. And it was actually really funny to watch like, oh, someone's about to call you out and you can't handle it. And the interesting thing was, is Avery, as you know, as we kind of expect her to be during most cases, was kind of like, hey, I'm not trying to interject myself into the conversation. I'm here to say what happened. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to talk about what you are putting off, the vibes you're putting off to the rest of us. Yeah. So and, and like you're acting in a way that's not who you're trying to pretend something to be something you really aren't. Right. And so this is a big step in the self-realization, I think, is to say the issue here, Tom, is that I had just broke. As soon as you found out that Ash and I had broken up, you instantly were trying to like make a play to see if 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 you and I and I even suspect that all Tom really wants is to stay on this show. That's very possible. And I feel like he told on himself because I don't I don't even know that Avery was going to say anything. I feel like Avery was just going to talk about the relationship between Tom and Darcy and, you know, the way he's portraying himself and how he's coming across. Yeah. And he kind of told on himself because I don't know that Avery actually told Ash what happened right. with her and Tom, which could also be a little bit of a sticky situation if Tom was hitting her up and she just kind of conveniently never mentioned, oh, you know what? I have a suggestion. If Tom wants to stay on the show that badly, Yolanda is available. <laughs> Right? I mean, she is. She's a, she's a sweet lady. She's a nice lady. A nice, Tom and, and Yolanda. And she won't care that you don't have a lot of time for her. And she was know. gonna go to Manchester, England, right. to see the Williams, anyways. <laughs> It's, this is a real thing, people. This could happen. This could work. <laughs> uh, all right, Stephanie and Erica. Oh, my goodness Man, gracious. the one, the couple that just started the season with so much promise, the first same-sex couple in the history of 90 Day Fiance, and I was so rooting for them. And and even throughout the season, like, y- like yes, they would have arguments, but they'd always kind of come back together. And then right before Stephanie is about to leave Australia, to fly back to New York, they have the big breakup. So w- heading into the tell-all last night, it's like, okay, well, have they? Are they on good terms? Have they reconciled at all? Are they on friendly? At least on friendly terms? Because remember, they had a friendship before they tried to have a relationship with each other. So Stephanie, who has definitely been labeled one of the villains this season. I- 
I have, I really have mixed feelings about it. And the reason I think I do empathize with Stephanie sometimes is that I will speak for myself and people that I've dated in the past. If I meet a guy and he knows that I'm on the radio, he already walks into it knowing a lot more about me than I do about him. Absolutely. And so I have felt like at times in the past, I put a lot of energy into getting to know who you are. Okay, so tell me about like your family and do you have brothers and sisters and blah, 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 blah. And he's only operating off of what he's heard me talk about on the radio and doesn't ask me questions about like my family and my friends and my hobbies and my passions and things like that. So I think when I hear Stephanie say something like, Erica, do you even know my dad's name? Well, no. Right, because you've never asked me. And there have been a lot of times times when I have been in that exact same position where someone will be like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because you never asked me because I'm always the one asking you. That's a good point. That's a good point that I didn't really, you know, and I've dated people as well and kind of felt like eh, they're kind of on the radio side of things and don't really, you know, want to get to know me for me. They right. Wanted- so Erica has watched all of Stephanie's YouTube videos and is basing her perception of Mm. Stephanie off of what she's seen in the videos and it did sound a little bit to me last night and I'm not defend I mean I'm definitely still team Erica I definitely (laughs) am but it did seem a little bit like there was maybe a lack of of like getting to know you on a deeper level maybe you're right right yeah I think she kind of took Stephanie for face value for whatever she had already seen Stephanie just assumed okay that's how you are and I need to do no further investigation right and not only that but Stephanie today is now sharing screenshots of conversations that she had with Erica where she talks about how it's very hard for her to be intimate with people about how she's celibate and how she has a lot of work that she needs to do on accepting her body and I think in an effort to say I talked at length with Erica about how difficult it is for me to be intimate with people prior to going to Australia. So then for Erica to say, well, you you sold yourself as this and then you got here and you were not that. I think Stephanie's now pulling out some of the receipts and saying, no, I definitely did tell her. So I guess we're assuming that they never really kind of did the deed. I don't think so. I think maybe they cuddled. Right. And uh, so, when they kissed, we saw them kiss. I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect it to be much different than some of the male counterparts who have gone to see, you know, some of the females on this show. And if you imagine with them, it was only like a day or two or maybe a week where they didn't consummate their relationship. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman get very frustrated, get very frustrated, really turns the relationship on his ear. So if you can imagine three weeks of being with somebody and them not showing you any sort of physical affection, right, you never really kind of get to that level. Yeah, I can see how that might really put a strain on that situation between yeah. those two. And then on top of that, you know, they're both kind of hiding their true selves from their parents. And it just felt like it was a lot of stuff. And then also her illness and Stephanie's previous relationships and her insecurities about. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. It's it's a lot packed into a little five foot two person <laughs> so or however tall she is. I I now have a, a little more sympathy for Stephanie, although her friends are the, jerks. The, the drunk girl like chugging her wine is my 
my favorite. Like, give that girl a show because she was on fire last night. What was her name? Heather? It, I think it was Heather. I just know she's Italian and that's what she does. <laughs> that's all I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got Erica's friends and Stephanie's friends joining the conversation. And there is a very clear difference between someone like Erica's friend. Jessica, who's the redhead. She's very calm. And like, hey, yeah. we don't need to talk to each other, guys. We don't need to yell. Right. And Stephanie's <laughs> friends, who I'm surprised they didn't break out baseball bats, like, ready to rage. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, again, a, a case where two people just not really meant to be in a relationship together. At least not right now. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure it's a huge disappointment because, yes, you go into it with these expectations that you're going to form a relationship and then she's going to move to the United States and you're going to get a place together and everything's going to be great. But, yeah, and I'm sure it's fun, you know, I'm sure for both of them, it was like kind of a, a situation where I'm sure Stephanie saw Erica as this very fun person. It's like, oh my gosh, she's so much fun and we're going to have a good time and yep. blah, blah, blah. Yep. And, Especially if you're in your mindset, you're thinking, oh, once she really gets to know me, this is going to be awesome. And then that never really happens. And then from Erica's perspective, you're like, oh, I met this girl. She's kind of, you know, sexy and she likes to be a little wild kind of like I do and this is going to be amazing and I already know all I need to know because she puts everything on YouTube but that's not really the case and then you guys are both kind of disappointed at that yep. point and it just never really kind of matches up even though you guys are you know you guys are both decent people yep double dose of disappointment yeah that's what it was okay so no Jeffrey and Varia and the only explanation Sean Robinson gave us was that they would not be appearing on the tell-all right there was no cave due to legal issues right but we all know that a a lot Why of it. Varia be there? My suspicion is that she and Jeffrey might still be together. That actually and that, might be the case. And that if Jeffrey's not allowed on the tell-all, she's not coming on either. And both of them have been sharing a lot of photos and videos of that two weeks that Varia was in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're just teasing that that hey, we are still together. I don't. I have no idea. I have seen a lot of. Uh, I have seen a lot of their. You know her stuff in Tennessee. She's like wearing Tennessee sweatshirts and stuff like that. Yep, and, and then he shared a video of them on a roller coaster at Dollywood together. Mm. But again, all of the photos and footage were from that two weeks that she was in Tennessee. So if she left and went back to Russia and they applied for the K-1 visa, she's probably waiting for her visa to get approved. So she might be on 90 Day Fiance. Well, I don't think he's ever coming back on the show because of his legal issues. That's true. Yeah, that's right. So I don't know. But at least we did end the season knowing if it was going to be Varya or Mary, and we knew it was going to be Varya all along. (laughs) Uh, Briefly, should we talk about uh, Usman and Mary Lisa? I mean, they had a little bit of a... Again, this is tough because when it comes to Lisa and Usman, what we saw and what we're going to see on the tell-all in part two tonight is... Right. (laughs) There have been some developments. Let's just say that. There have been some developments, but we they definitely played the clip where he said that Lisa was about... 70% 70 good. After he kind of upgraded because he was definitely going lower and he's like, I'll say 70 yeah, 70% good. And, and he stuck behind it, too. And from the perception, from what little we got to see on the tell-all last night, things are still good between them. and Surprisingly and, good. And, and, like, joking back and forth. Nick, she didn't get offended. She was just like, oh, I'm going to say that you're only 50%. How about that? You're right. And everybody's joking and laughing right. right now. Oh, man. And then she actually uh, tells Usman that he needs to get some tips from Ash because Ash is such, you know, a good lover. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Lisa, you know, there's so many parallels between Lisa and Angela Deem. It's just not even funny. Even the way, you know, in the tell-all, in the previews that we saw that she gets all, like, with the finger pointing. And she's and the, in everybody's situation. Yeah, like, she's has, one of the few people who comments on everybody. She's got an opinion about right. everybody else's relationship, but she doesn't want to hear a word mm-hmm. about hers. And, of course, the preview for them coming up is Sean asking Usman, like, in your culture, there it's perfectly acceptable and normal to have multiple wives. Do you expect to have another wife? And I'm pretty sure he's going to say yes. Right. And Lisa's going to be like, I'm sorry, what? So it's a little odd to me that they haven't had that conversation at all. Yeah, right. That's one of the ones <laughs> that you probably would have had before the marriage occurred. But yeah, just to feel her out, just to like test the waters maybe a little bit. And we also see that a lot of the other couples, I won't say attack, but they definitely had something to say to Lisa about, about, Lisa. Her, about her behavior and her treatment toward Usman. Right. Big Ed even saying something about how she's treating Usman like a goat. <laughs> oh my oh, goodness. Big Ed. So no Jeffrey and Varia. And then when it comes to David and Lana, we we really only got a preview right. for the for the heartbreaking update that in fact she's um, still on the website. She's still on the website. And that the her fingernails make it difficult to navigate an iPhone, apparently. I didn't realize that, that was such a, a, a forbearance for you. I have ladies. never had that issue. Oh, okay. And I and I, I imagine that, that a lot of other people would tell you that that's not an issue for them, <laughs> but for some reason for Lana it is a big issue and and I am curious because we do see some explosive you know David and Big Ed going at each other which like you said is kind of the hilarity of it like right. Big Ed trying to attack and laugh at David <laughs> when it's like all right Big Ed right. let's calm down a little bit so of course last night Big Ed Rosemary which Rose has 1000% emerged as the protagonist of the 90 day fiance before the 90 days story this season the the you know kind of the phoenix the one that we're all the one who rises the one who has risen um, <laughs> so i don't know this is where I really feel like when I was talking about how we saw some true colors last night, like Big Ed trying to flip the script on her, it felt super fake. Like he's just, his his motive going in, his strategy is just to deflect and try to pin everything back on her. It really did. It really did seem like a lot of, oh, no, no, that wasn't me. That wasn't what I was doing. Ro- you know, Rosemary didn't tell me about this and she wasn't being honest. She wasn't she wasn't being honest about what? Yeah. Did and she so, shave her legs? Is that what she wasn't being honest about? And he, I know he was referring to the fact that after they split up, she re- she apparently was in a relationship with a woman. Okay, but they were broken up. Right. And that's, so maybe he's saying, oh, well, she wasn't honest with me about being bisexual. Like, I don't, I'm not, I wasn't clear clear on what he was trying to to the point that he has his daughter believing that somehow that she wasn't honest because she even stated oh well what about the you being dishonest and not telling the truth so when tiffany joined the conversation the one thing i will say and the one thing that i think she had every right to ask was did you actually have legitimate feelings for my dad because rosemary is 23 years old tiffany is 29 big ed is 54 so from an outside perspective tiffany and rose have never spoken to each other they've never seen each other so so in a way, I guess if it were my dad, I would want to ask that question. Like, did you actually love my dad? Did you were you serious about having have, building a life with him? And and so I do understand why she asked the question. But I think she was I think Tiffany was misdirecting her anger. And it doesn't should 
not be at Rose. And Rose. At Rose, it, it should be with her father. Like absolutely, her, Big Ed is just. <sighs> As likable as we said he was in the beginning, he has definitely ended the season very not likable. Yeah, he might have creepily asked her to like do sex videos or something like that. For money. For money. And here's the thing. I think when you're in long distance relationships and even in modern day dating, there is a lot of like send me a pic and like right. people exchanging nudes and having, you know, inappropriate text messages with each other. It's just it's it's part of what a lot of people do these days. Right. And I so as far as like do I think he probably wanted to do some sort of of sexting type videos <laughs> this thing gives me the icks just trying to talk about yes i absolutely do think that he's like i want to make sure that the physical intimacy when i get there isn't going to be a problem so if she's willing to do this now then it's a pretty good indication that when i get there i'm going to get laid right i absolutely think it happened and i absolutely think that him trying to deny that it happened didn't believe him at all like not not even for a second did i believe yeah, because he kind of he when like he, what like where would you get that idea from? Well, remember first he said, "Oh, we're gonna go there. We're gonna go there, huh?" Almost as if, "Oh, this is something that has been brought up in some form or whatever." He said, "Oh, we're gonna go there." No, I know, I remember that, but in my mind, when he said that, he totally incriminated himself. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like it was something that, oh shoot, oh you really want to bring that up? Like, oh, that was a one-time thing. Right. Why are we bringing this up? But and then it was like, oh, what are you talking about? How could you make up? Didn't this happen. Didn't, didn't happen. happen. And it's like, mm, well, five seconds earlier, right. you definitely acknowledged that. It is a thing, something happened, yeah, and you don't want to talk thing. about it. Mm -hmm. You don't want it being brought up. Um, so then apparently, Rosemary breaks up with this female, and then, again, Big Ed is claiming that she reached back out to him, and I do believe that. I do believe that she contacted Big Ed, because he had his phone, and he had the proof of the pictures, she and did. and I think, you know, when you get out of a relationship, sometimes... A lot of people, what they do is they reach back out to an ex to try to, you know. You know, it's February 9th, so it's about less than a week from Valentine's Day, and especially around the Valentine's Day holiday when yep. you're single. Yeah. It's like, man, maybe Big Ed wasn't so bad. Right. Right. So, again, though, I still don't think that's enough to get him out of hot water. But he does say that when she reached back out to him in February, he was willing to, <laughs> to like, to go back his daughter and go back over there and start up this relationship again. And so I think he's just someone who's so insecure and so lonely. And that's got to be tough. If you're Big Ed's daughter, it's got to be really tough to hear him say that. And when you think about what him saying, oh, well, in February, I was willing to do it. I was willing to do it. But something prevented that from happening. It makes me wonder if that's when maybe the request for the pics and stuff like, oh, OK, well, maybe I'll come. Why don't you send me a picture? Right. Uh, maybe I'll send you a little bit of money. Yeah, if maybe you I'll do. send you a little bit of money. And she was kind of like, ah, it's kind of icky. And he's like, come on, you know. Yeah. And yeah. You really want to start this back up again? Prove it. And it's like, oh, you're not serious. OK, forget you. Yeah. Now, I Big Ed does acknowledge that the way he went about a lot of the things that he asked of Rosemary, he didn't do it the right way, which which we said all along, like, if you're going to ask someone to take an STD test, you got to be willing to do the exact same thing. Or like he said last night, he should have already gone and gotten one and right. showed up with his results to say, I went and did this to show you that you don't have anything to worry about. Would you be willing to also do a test so that I know I don't have anything to be right. worried about? Which we said from the very beginning, 
Yes. We were talking about that. And I'm not sure why the whole thing about her not being honest about her past is still being brought up. Like, at, l- at least just give us more information. What are you talking about? Right, because from where we left it, it was just the fact that she's had a couple boyfriends. Right? And is Prince's father kind of still in the picture and somehow? Or did something occur that I need to know about yeah. with Prince's father? And, and, if, and, the, and if, some, if you do know something that she's not being honest about, then just let's just put it out there right. so at least we all know. But, but I think it's just a ruse. I think it's just a way to say, well, you're not being honest with me. You don't, you don't think I'm being honest with you, but you're yeah. not being honest with me either. Remember, I kept asking you about your former boyfriends. You didn't want to say anything. And she just didn't want to talk about her former boyfriends. Yeah. And the one thing that I will point out is that Rose did very quickly go from being like crying and upset to to be like, fine. Mm -hmm. It was that was a little strange to me, because if I'm getting that upset, I'm not just totally fine the next second. Yeah, she. She did feel a little less mature than she has in the past in some of like her mannerisms and the way she was kind of reacting to stuff. And it might have just been because, you know, hey, a lot of emotions were coming back at that right, moment. Right. Whatever. She had to use a translator. You know, there could have been a lot of different things. But, yeah, it did seem like eh, what's going on there, Rosemary? Yeah, that was that was a lot of very quick shifts in emotion. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, look, a lot of the cast members jumped in to defend Rose. And like I said, she definitely has kind of come out as as one of the heroes of the season that I think people 1000 percent. You and I both agree. We're all team Rose. Yep. We are not team Big Ed. But you got to point out some things that right. were a little like mm. we, we saw. We're not going to pretend like we didn't see right what was going on there so yeah so then of course big ed lisa rah 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 going at each other big ed asks hey baby girl let me ask you a question (laughs) um like like why were you bragging about not using protection and spreading an irresponsible message but again it's like big ed shut up like it's really weird for him to bring that up like yeah it's a a totally different situation yeah and they were getting married and and they were both tested so what what are you talking about. What are you talking about? So, anyways, so part two of the tell all is tonight, and then somehow Jay and I will try to figure <laughs> out how to cover all of the shows that TLC is about to put on our plates. Because, like we said at the beginning of the episode, we're getting 90 Day Fiance the other way, we're getting What Now, we're getting Strikes Back. That's a lot. It's going to be a lot. It really is. Um, but we'll do our best, and please keep leaving us reviews, give us your comments so that we can better suit these episodes to what you want from us and uh, I guess we'll be back tomorrow because we have to cover part two of the tell-all tonight (laughs) you're getting a double dose of us this week a double dose of disappointment from us (laughs) make sure you find Reality Bites on Apple Podcasts Google Play wherever you listen to podcasts rate and subscribe